0: Welcome to the Kickstart Your Edge Play-to-Win Leadership Podcast, where we've flipped a script with our groundbreaking
1: modus operandi to bring you real, relevant, and relatable tactics and techniques to master your own play-to-win mindset.
0: Talk about a superpower. It's time to iron your cape. What we know for sure is what got you here won't get you there. You can't see the spinach in your own teeth. And
1: finally, hang on, because this one is really deep. Once you realize that you are the traffic, everything makes complete and unadulterated sense.
0: Welcome to The Edge, where playing not to lose is not an option. Hey, Karen. Yes, Jen. Good day. My mind is blown. As you know, we just got off the big brain experiment, um, and it was a great 30 days of really seeing how we could Reshape the neuropathways in our head, being able to look at TFAR, being able to try different things that enhanced our overall uh, brain capacity. It was super fun, super exciting, and we don't want the learning to end. Hell no. You know what, Jen,
1: it actually makes me think though, of you know how, and, and granted, a lot of people did it, a lot of people didn't do it, but like how people show up. And, you know, they're just so pumped up in the beginning. And we had a boatload of people live on the calls. And I'm not saying that um, people didn't listen to recordings, but I I don't know. Um, But then a little bit less people came to the second call. And then the third one had even less people. And it makes me think about, well, it makes me think about how you do anything is how you do everything. But how often that people show up like that, like all excited, but then like what happens and why do they change the way like what what's changed, Jen? <laughs> and um, at what change and at what point did something change? And did you give up? Were you not interested? Did it not work? Um, did it get hard? And all those things make me really think about like the power, like everybody was in the same thing, right? Everybody signed up for the big brain experiment. So if we think about what we normally think about like, you know, Tfar, right? The circumstances, the big brain experiment. And I'm curious to know like what happened for people with the circumstance and in the beginning, what was their thought and then the, for the people that quit, quite frankly, what was their thought? And then for the people stayed in it, what was their thought?
0: Yeah, I love that. So just as a reminder to people, TFAR, your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings determine your actions or your inactions, and then those actions or inactions are going to get you the results in life. So just like Karen mentioned, right, the circumstance is the big brain experiment. And the various number of thoughts in the 30 days could have ranged from, I'm so excited, I can't wait. This is exactly what I need. I'm learning a lot about myself. I no longer have time. I'm so far behind. I'm not that interested. This is amazing. So those are all examples of different thoughts that many people probably had throughout the entire thing that then affected how they felt, that determine their actions, that determine their results. And it only takes one thought that could change anything. It cannot, what would, you, what would you say, Karen? It could happen in a second. In a second, just like that. And and you know
1: what though, Jen, uh, like during the Big Brain Experiment, one of my commitments was actually to make sure that I read read a book. I know that's probably not that much in 30 days, but it was just the thing that I did. And during that 30 days, the book that I wound up reading was um, Never Finished. It's Unshackle Your Mind and Win the War Within. And it's by a former Navy SEAL, David Goggins. And I got to tell you, Jen, this guy is one intense guy. (laughs) Like blow you away kind of guy with his intensity, his emotion, how he shows up and does things. But one of the biggest parts of what he did was to, he created what he called was a a, a mental lab for himself. Hmm. And in his mental lab, it's just, that's where he decided that, okay, you know, I'm the one that's in charge of my thoughts. I'm the one that's going to be the one that says yay or nay. Um, you know, that there's a voice in your head that says, okay, you know, I'm going to quit. I'm going to jump back into the comfort of my bed or whatever. And, you know, that's the thing that's going to, you know, I, I, I'm going to quit and be done or not. And only you have the, you you really are the one that has, you know, the choice whether or not to do that. And this, he, he talks about building this strong mental lab where he just was in complete control of the process and of his thoughts on how it is that he wanted to show up. And, you know, it's, it's, he, he, he basically said, okay, in these, in this lab that I've created, my thoughts are in control. So you need to pay attention to how it is that you think. And how is it that you're creating that mental lab to give yourself the place to create The person that you want to be. He calls it a savage. I'm not really fond of the savage thing, but he really just talks about then, in when things get hard, like I was saying, he talks about this concept of instead of letting the easy win or the impulse win, he did what he called, he practiced taking a knee. And what that essentially was, was for he controlled his breathing. And anxiety enough to think clearly about decisions. And like you were saying a second ago, Jen, it's that single second that makes a difference. So just one second is going to change the outcome, quite frankly, of your life. It can. So his decision was to breathe instead of quit. And that one decision made all the difference because really, really easy. To say, hey, I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna get out of this ocean. I'm gonna take a shower. I'm gonna give up. But he was breathing instead of quitting and focusing on each day. We battle these single seconds that determine whether we give up or we keep going. And so, how do you win the seconds again and again and again? Because that's what's gonna allow you to move forward.
0: Yeah, it makes me really think that so much of our decision making is an emotional-based decision, right? I'm tired, I'm uncomfortable, I'm afraid, I don't want to do this, um, I don't like this feeling, this is hard, right? So those are thoughts about emotions, but still, they're very emotional-driven. So when you think about a mental lab, it's about choosing your thinking that then affects... Your emotional well-being, your spiritual well-being, your physical well-being, all of those things come into play. And if you really think about choosing your thinking, it's in those seconds of, you know, um, do I want to continue or not continue? It's giving yourself the mental backing to go more for what it is you really want versus the discomfort you might be feeling in the moment.
1: Yeah. And, and I love how he talks about the impulse to quit, but then it's just that second. And, and I mean, you know, you guys have heard Jen and I talk about orange theory a lot and I was at an orange theory workout and it was one of those ones that was like, just like freaking hills and hills and hills and hills and, you know, running uphill. And I'm thinking at one point, I'm just like, Oh yeah, remember the book. I could quit right now because it's hard or in this second, what do I want to do? And in the second was take more steps. And it was funny because it was actually that it was take more steps. It wasn't keep running. It was take more steps. And I know that that might sound a little bit confusing, but the take more steps actually in that moment was easier for me to wrap my head around than keep running. Although it was really the same thing, which kind of was a little bit weird.
0: Yeah, and it could be something like from a physical perspective, like just keep taking steps, right? But also it's interesting, our brain will offer us easy outs all the time. So for example, um, I, I'm working on some stuff and what I do, it requires a lot of planning, a lot of research and a lot of recording. So I sound like a scientist in its own right, right? So I have these things and my brain will offer up to me all the time. It would just be easier to just blow it off or it's not that big of a deal or it's close enough, right? That right there is I need to choose my thinking. Does that help me get my goal? Is that why I chose this experience to take the easy way, right? So being able to take the one second of counter countering the easy way out my brain offers to say, I'm committed to this process. Small things like that are gonna determine your, um, your success because a mental lab often needs to be more of a dialogue with your thinking versus a monologue of thinking so yeah i love that you read that book here
1: you know jen that's a great point though because you know it makes me think of like the next time you find yourself in a situation where you're kind of struggling right whether it's a decision to keep going whether it's a stop whether it's decision that where you're like oh my gosh do i not have so much confidence here I think what it, what it makes me think of is almost create the you of the future and create the person that would be confident or create the person that would say yes, or create the person who would keep going, right? What do they look like? How do they think and be
0: that person? And I love it. Great job on the big brain experiment. You tackled a few of your goals with that. I love that you read this book because we're going to be talking about this in a couple more of our episodes. Very cool. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Kickstart Your Edge Play to Win Leadership Podcast. Craving more? Of course you are. Check out our website at kickstartyouredge.com where we fire
1: you up and the flames of your competitive edge culture and ignite your tenacious pursuit of an all-out play-to-win mindset.